Hey, and welcome to the Happy Rant Podcast. I am not Ted Cluck. I am Barnabas Piper, here with my co-host, Ronnie Martin, to do a special episode on, uh, as Ted called it, The Return of the Jedi, the uh, the recent Star Wars release, which, what's the actual title? Is it The Last Jedi, The Final Jedi, No More Jedis? I don't think it really matters, something, to be honest. Something Whatever. about Jedi. Something about Jedis. And uh, Ted, Ted uh, politely declined to participate in this because uh, he said... And I quote, I don't care about space. I'm an Earth guy. So Yeah, he's an Earth guy, so he doesn't want to talk about space movies. I so when, when we discuss movies that happen on this terrestrial planet ball, uh, we can include Ted. Otherwise, we're on our own. But because, because, like, when I think about Ted, I think of an Earth guy. Yeah, he's an Earth guy. <laughs> the first thing that pops into my head is, oh, look, there's an Earth guy. Yeah, I mean, he's so earthy. I, don't, I think that might be something different, but... Um, so this, this movie has engendered some significant debates. Our former, our former host, co-host Stephen Altrogi had, uh, he wrote something about why he thought it was terrible. I think, um, I've seen other things, but I think, I think Mike Cosper maybe shared a tweet thread about why it was not terrible. Um, so lengthy things being written on both sides of this. Uh, I feel like you probably have some, some strong opinions. I know you're a fan of the series of movies. Um, and I have, I have some thoughts. They're probably less strong than, than yours maybe, or, or others. Probably not. Probably not. Well, here's the thing. I, I don't, Star Wars is something that I enjoy. I've always enjoyed with the exception of the prequels. Those didn't exist. I refuse to acknowledge their existence. They all sucked. Um, but see, that's more serious than I am. I'm, the prequels are fun. Okay. The, 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 yeah. the, the original three, which I guess are yeah. four, five, and six classics, undeniably classics. We can, you know, and then and then the ones that have come out in the last what three, four years. So Force Awakens, mm-hmm. um, fan, was it what was it Phantom Menace? Was that the name? No, Rogue One. Rogue One. Phantom Menace was something else. Uh, and then and then the Last Jedi. I enjoyed all of them to to a degree. So uh, yeah. I have some opinions. First, what were uh, what was your general impression of them? of the most recent one. Yeah. So, I mean, I got to set it up a little bit. Like I, what I don't like, you know, again, and when I say don't like, I'm referring to Trogues and his like super exaggerated opinions about any of these things. Trogues doesn't have, you know, level headed, (laughs) calm, balanced opinions. I'm stunned. That's what I'm trying to say. I know it's stunning when we're talking about Trogues, but it's just that, it's just you know the whole thing. Why Last Jedi is the worst movie ever made, and using all this this hyperbole, right, about things of that nature. Now the, but, pre- um, the prequels I, you know, were, I, among, were among the worst movies I've seen that I can recall. But that also might just might just have had to do with the expectations. This was not one of the worst. Well, okay, so let's back up a little bit before we get into the Return of the Jedi, which is simply that I, there's. I was having a convo today with a guy about the exact same thing. Now, I was around – I was a young, young kid, but I was around when the first three dropped, right? So again, it, it came at a particular time in American cinema. It created a genre. It created the blockbuster. Um, they were movies of which you hadn't seen the likes of up until that point. There was all of those kind of first things with those movies. If you were able to go back and watch those those first three movies right now, and, and some people are able to do it because they didn't grow up with it, uh, you look at those movies and you go, they're just kind of these three lousy movies. like. 
Like, what's the big deal? Like, they're three lousy sci-fi movies. They're yeah. not that great. And the Mark soundtrack's Ham- and Mark amazing. Hamill can't and- act. Mark Hamill can't act. The rest of them can't really act. And the guy that everybody loved is a guy that doesn't have a mouth because he wears a mask the whole time. And so it's like you just kind of go, you know, we only love them because of the time they came out and the nostalgia that they create and blah, blah, blah and all that. And you just go, OK. So then if you if you take it from that and you get to the prequels, you just have three more kind of not that great space movies. And granted, if you put them next to the first three of which you have this high level of nostalgia for, sure, they're not going to add up to which I would say I don't think anything he could have done was going to you know, add up to the level of hype and nostalgia that we have created when we look at the first three movies. Now, again, I know I, nobody likes Jar Jar and blah, blah, blah. All that's horrible. I, I agree. I'm with you. But at the same time, they're just kind of loud. And Hayden Christensen movies. is yeah, among the worst bad. actors I've ever seen. I mean, unless you mention Mark Hamill, you know what I mean? (laughs) And then it's like, I mean, well, I'm just saying like it's all right there, right? And then, okay, so then we get to these new ones that, again, it's been another 10 years. And now we got people that have grown up with the movies that are directing the movies. So they know the right things to put in, the right things not to put in. And it's like, you know what? I just, I think they're all fine. I mean, they're all fine. Last Jedi, it was... I thought it was fine. I mean, it was like there was there was a little bit of a love story element to it for me. There was some mystery like, oh, man, which way is he going this way or is he going to go this way? So there's some mystery. I was, you know, there's some spaceship crashes. There's some some lightsaber, you know, sword battles. And it's like, dude, it, it had everything that you might want out of the universe that's been created. I, I really like I don't understand the hate. You know, I, I mean, I really don't. I thought it was a fine movie. See, I, I, was a fine I movie. feel like the the various eras of of Star Wars have to be taken in their respective eras. So you have the original three, which were what late seventies, early eighties, something right. like that. Yeah. Well, late seventies, early eighties was a it was a unique period in cinema. There was a lot of sort of over drama. Like there was a, there was an acting style that was very. It kind of felt like a, a stage product on screen in terms of how kind yes. of over over emotive people were. Well, that. That's true in a space drama as well. And they were also revolutionary in their technology and everything like that. Then you have the prequels, which just didn't stack up to the quality of movies that were happening at the time. Not in terms of acting or writing. Like they, they, it was, they were trying to do an epic thing, but it didn't feel epic. It just felt bloated. Then you have the most recent three, which for the most part are really quality cinema – and my problem with the most recent one was that it it didn't stack up with the previous two. Um, okay. It it just it felt off, and that's not. This is not to say it was the worst movie ever. I enjoyed it. I felt like there was one entire plot line they could have just trimmed off completely, and the movie would not have suffered at all. Um, if they had cut Finn and the whole. Uh, casino plotline, like the casino planet plotline, like the the movie would not have suffered. It sure it didn't add any drama. It did. It just added time and and it added that 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 Star Wars element of we're in multiple worlds, which it kind of would have lacked otherwise. But because, it, but it just sort of felt it just felt non Star Warsy to me. It felt like the mm. main the, – the most interesting characters in that were um, were Rey and Kylo Ren. That plot line, the, the, the two of them, they are the 
the two primary characters. Mark Hamill still can't act. Um, and and they just like they kind of de-emphasized the best part and overemphasized some wrong parts. And so it just sort of felt like it needed editing. But but that that doesn't mean it sucked. It just means it wasn't as good as the previous couple. Yeah, I, I don't even disagree with that. I mean, I like I I guess I don't have a lot of stake in the Star Wars game, even though I grew up with it and I enjoyed it. Um, I mean, so you're always going to have your preferences. I I mean, I actually agree with everything you said. I mean, they could have trimmed they, but I feel like they could trim stuff off of every movie they've ever made. There's always been those sort of elements to some of those movies. I mean, like if you were to have talked to my dad after Empire Strikes Back came out, again, given his generation, he hated all the psycho mumbo jumbo of Yoda. If they could have cut out that entire segment with Luke on the on whatever that Dagobah system thing was he was at. <laughs> like, like, right, my dad would have been like in heaven because he hated all of that, you know? But then you talk to everybody else and they're like, no, that's what made them, that's what gave the movie so much depth and so much mystery. And, you know, and so it's like everybody's going to have their own opinion about like what should be cut, what should have been, you know, what they should have maybe, you know, fleshed out a little bit more. Um, you know, so I, I, I get that. I think that's fair. I just think the extreme reactions to me are ridiculous. So, I mean, so just preference wise, I, man, I just didn't enjoy Force Awakens that much because to me I like a little bit of character development and by the time it gets to the the place where you know Solo dies I feel like we had just found out 20 seconds before that Kylo was his son so there's not a lot of emotion in that for me because there wasn't a lot of development into it you didn't get any sense of like what their lives looked like so to me all all that all that stuff didn't have sort of the emotional draw that I wish it would have had like I would have loved for that to have been far more tragic to me than it actually came off in sort of the rapid fire way that they did it but yeah. I, you know having said that um it was it was a fine movie having said that I loved Rogue One. To me, that is like that was an amazing movie for me. I yeah, loved every single element to that movie. I, I agree. I, I I thought Rogue One was was the uh, the better the best of the the three. Um, <clears throat> I felt like The Force Awakens was like they hit the gas from second one in that one. Like it just yeah, took off, did. and so it it had it had a really different feel. Whereas like this one. You know, even like I, as somebody tweeted at me, they're like, "But what about all the space chase scenes?" I'm like, "You mean where these there's these massive ships sort of floating in slow motion <laughs> for like two and a half hours? Like the whole thing was a space chase scene that nothing happened in until the very end." Um, and I don't want to get into all the technicalities of like, can one ship ram another at light speed? Because that's nerd fest, and that's not what we do here. Uh, yeah, but uh, it was a little funny to me that that they just discovered you could do that after what I think is like centuries in space. Um, and it's never been tried before. So that was funny to me. I, I guess I just, it felt, it felt like they were using all of the dialogue between Ray and Luke Skywalker to try to explain things and like fill in plot holes. Yeah. And like, they were now telling the backstory of the force awakens and this one, but they weren't showing anything really. They were just kind of telling, and so they just like it felt very bogged down. Like, what- yeah, I agree with that. I totally agree. And and that's been the the first hour of the movie. The the hits that it's taken was that it was slow. Yes, and it was telling rather than showing. I don't disagree with that. I tend to like movies when they slow down a little bit because I just don't care about 
lightsaber battles. So like when we're getting into drama, I dig all of that. I, I want to get, but again, it was it great drama. Well, it wasn't incredibly great drama. In fact, there wasn't a lot of drama to the drama, but, um, so I, so <laughs> slowing, like, I slowing think- down with monologues is almost always boring. Slowing down with, there are ways for things to be very slow and very interesting. Like, I mean, to completely change genres, like the movie, the King's speech, for example, from a few years ago, incredibly yeah. slow, but incredibly like crisp and dramatic. Absolutely. Nothing happens in that movie except that the whole thing is like one tight plot line that plays out in a very tense way. This movie lacked any of that crispness or tension. And that bugged me because it just felt like they, it just felt sloppy. Yeah, I, I get. It. I think it goes back to what you said earlier about it. Just they could have cut some of that, or they could have edited. They could have edited down some of it to create more tension. But I really did, man. There was that moment with Kylo Ren where I thought, when you didn't know if he might, you know, kind of like, you know, walk away from the dark side. I mean, there. Were, I, I mean, I don't know. Like, I'm not reading all the all the spoiler stuff. So, like, there was a moment for me in the theater. Where I'm like, wait a minute, is like that the direction they're going to go with this? And I thought that was really uh, that created some tension for me. I, I appreciated that because it was like, yeah. wait a minute, like I don't see where they're going to go with this thing. And I thought that was, I thought that was an amazing element. Yeah, because, that was you know, that was really strong. I it one of the things that didn't dawn on me until quite a way is after I watched it is that I think I went into it thinking it was sort of the completion of a story. And I didn't realize that this is more like the middle of a story. Like it kind of starts in yeah. the middle and then yeah. it ended in the middle. Like there wasn't really an ending and that's no, the, no, no. It yeah. felt more like an introduction to what's next. We're like, okay, here is the next Jedi. Here's the next villain. And they now have it set up for the franchise to continue. If I had known that going in, I think my expectations would have been different and I wouldn't have been quite as like, well, that was about kind of nothing and nothing happened. I actually think that's a great point because I hadn't even have thought – I didn't even think about that pipe until you just said that, which was, yeah, I think mentally in my head I was thinking, yeah, this is going to complete something. But it really was like the launch pad for whatever they're doing, ne- which it, it has to be obviously because they want, they want this thing to go on forever now. But um, when they've got I, they've I, got two really strong kind of lead characters to build around, along with a good supporting cast. Like when you've got you got Ray and you've got Kylo Ren, that's a great good guy bad guy pairing. And then and then you've got like on the on the one side you've got uh, what's the pilot guy's name? Dark haired guy, eyebrows. Po? Yes, Damron Poe, and and you've got Finn, and like those are really those They're are those characters. are sort of fun characters. Um, and then on the bad guy side, you've got the other the other general who clearly doesn't like Kylo Ren and kind of thinks he's weak. And and so like there's there's a storyline already good. written. It's just yeah, it's I didn't good. know that that's what they were doing. And so I kind of came away going I, I feel like nothing nothing was resolved. Didn't really happen. Right, but I think that I think that sets it up better for later where where you didn't really get that sense of it in my opinion in Force Awakens. So one of the things one of the things that I like now is that with Last Jedi you have some character development because at the end of the day, I think Kylo Ren can be a great character, but he still comes off as like kind of a spoiled rotten bad guy who's like still kind of like a uh, like young and kind of a kid and kind of entitled. He comes off like a millennial bad guy to me right now to where it's like, dude, you, like you kind of got to earn your place in the galaxy. And like, like you just seem like a guy that's like just mildly angry about everything, but you really, we don't know why you're so mad about everything. Yeah. You're just, more, you're more just pouty like than that. anything. You're pouty. And you know what? You're not incredibly scary. 
Right. So like there, there's something that ha- like something has to emerge with Kylo to where like like when she says you're a monster and he said I am I'm I'm sitting there going you're are you though like you're you're not really that big of a monster you're <laughs> yeah. not like you're not Darth Vader dude yeah he, you know? you're, like, you're a monster in the same way that like the the class brat in third grade is a monster exactly it's like, oh, what and a so, little monster dude I exactly so to me something dark needs to happen to kylo ren to where it's like oh like he's the scariest guy i've ever seen and i think they got the right actor for it i think like you said like it's a good i think the elements are there but man they they have got to develop that dude into well, something where you go okay and i'm they, having nightmares about him they now. very subtly called him on it too because when uh what was yes, it snoke yes. was like take that mask, mask off you look ridiculous yes. and he, he's basically like you're you're playing at bad guy take that thing off well that and that's what kind of that kind of that kind of reinforced my my hope for the fact that kylo ren can become as menacing maybe someday as darth vader because it was like something's not working here and part of it is that goofy mask yeah. and the fact that they literally called that out like in the episode i thought oh okay so they get it this guy is not yeah. that menacing right now he has to develop into that, that and i thought that was really cool that the future of star wars depends on him becoming menacing because the bad guys and the, the bad guys yeah. in the last three have all been kind of weak like snoke was not nearly as scary as like emperor palpatine he just wasn't he just right. was like he's a big goofy dude who they never explained like what what is he? He's just gigantic and uses the force and projects himself in holograms and stuff. And then Kylo Ren is like a wannabe Darth Vader. And yeah. so they they didn't have great villains. So they need somebody to be like this this profoundly evil force against which the you know the good guys are fighting. And I think like – and so my question to you is is like what can they do? Because one of the one of the problems with Star Wars is always that they're trying – this is like these are popcorn movies. So they they have to make it to where it's like scary but not too scary because they're trying to – you know, from seven years old to 77 years old, like it has to appeal to that wide of an audience. So like what can they do to Kylo to make him like super menacing, super scary, super dark – but like not alienate a bunch of people and turn it into like R-rated status movie. Hmm. There's well, probably no answer to that. Well, the the, the answer the answer would be something around the death of Princess Leia because since Carrie Fisher passed away, she can't play that part anymore. So they would have to to come up with a plot line that that involves him killing her possibly with some CGI in there to make it happen where, where that's like the tipping point, you know, where he kills his mother, but in a, but in a star Warsy way, not in like a gruesome horror movie way. Right. Because then Carrie Fisher is written out and, uh, and he is, he has turned dark. Like he has done away with all the good that still connected him to, to his previous life. Yeah. So that, so to sort of prove his, to prove his Darth Vaderness, he has to kill both of his parents. Something like that, yeah. Yeah, that's my prediction. <laughs> because they, I mean, they have to solve that problem anyway, right? They have to solve the the Carrie Fisher problem. Yeah, because even though it's technically already solved, but yeah, but on screen they have yeah, to do something. Exactly, with it. that's what yeah. I mean. Do we uh, do we care about Han Solo? A whole movie about Han Solo? Wait, are they doing that? Yeah, that's the next one. That's the next like Rogue One version that's coming out next year. Like it's the young version of him? It's called Solo. Yeah. Well, but it's like the story of Han Solo. 
but didn't they already like we already saw the the young Han Solo like are they they doing it from like when he was a little bitty kid? I I don't know. It's just it's just called it's called Solo, a Star Wars story, kind of like Rogue One was. Um, I mean, if it, I thought Rogue One was fascinating because it it, it you know it it set up a movie that we had seen decades yes. before and that was so yeah. cool and i i'm a sucker for backstories and origins i stories. am too i love it i love it yeah <laughs> so if i'm just trying to figure out how they could pull it off because the original star wars had a young version of han solo like are they going to find a different actor to play an even younger version of him yeah i, I think that's what it is like how did how did han get to being sort of that outlaw guy that he was when with the first star wars it's going to be hard to pull it off since Harrison Ford is still alive and looks like a very old dude <laughs> in real well, life. Well, yeah, they, ha- they already have a different actor. They've already gotten the actor for it. I forget what his name is. but I, I yeah. mean it's – I'm intrigued because he was, he was clearly the most compelling character in the previous three movies. I mean him and Darth mm-hmm. Vader who was not really a char- – I mean who wasn't an actor. He was just a, a force. Um I mean, he was the most interesting person in the in the original three. So, yeah, I'm down with it. I'll I'll definitely give it a shot. I'm a sucker for anything until they prove themselves to just be bad at it. Yeah, I mean, we'll always we'll always buy a ticket. There's no doubt about it. Here's my last question: What? Um, how many how many Last Jedi, the redemption of the Last Jedi articles have been written in in Reformedum since Last Jedi has dropped? Ooh, I I saw one just today at the Desiring God website that was something like. Star Wars is fun, but it doesn't always portray a biblical worldview. And I was like, "What well, doesn't always? You mean how about it's like yes, yes, and <laughs> yes, and?" <laughs> the, I mean, are we expecting it to portray a biblical world? No, I mean, it, I, I feel like, I, I mean, it's both the most predictable article to be written, and like you just want to. I just kind of throw my arms out to the side and be like, "What? Of course, it, what?" That's funny. I didn't think DG did articles like that, man. I didn't think they did all the. Well, like, this is uh, this is uh, this is what happens when they try to get into pop culture. It's like they just Jesus juke the mess out of it. Instead of <laughs> engaging it as culture, they're like not quite Christian enough. And I'm like, well, you're grading things on the wrong curve. Like this is a pagan movie by pagan people with a worldview that's more new agey than Christian. And yes, there have been some redemptive elements and things, but like, that's just the nature of a good story. So you have to, like, they just, not their strong suit. They do better sticking to like exposition and, and family matters. That's kind of what I, I mean, when I think of DG, I think of like, yes, like that's, that's what it is. <laughs> like I think of TGC going into some of those spaces, but I don't, I don't, I don't ever think of DG going into those spaces. Yeah. I mean, I, I would love to see Joe Carter's 47 point takedown of the film's worldview. And by love to see it, I mean, I would love to know that it existed. I don't really have any interest in reading it. Um, but well, you just don't have time pipe. You're like the rest of us. We don't have that kind of time. So, <laughs> so I, but I, I I did see, I believe, that you managed to preach a sermon after it came out without making any reference to it. No no analogies from it, no examples from it. I feel like you deserve a round of applause for that. Oh, baby, I appreciate that. Yeah, I've not made one – I don't think I've made one uh, even an allusion to Last Jedi in the last three weeks since it's come out. You know, that's, So, yeah. That's good. I mean you got to stick to your guns. It's not in the text, Ronnie. You can't preach about it. <laughs> 
I'm trying, man. I'm trying. I mean, it's tempting, right? It's tempting. You know, there's so many places I can go, right? When I'm when I'm preaching Luke two, there's so many things I can grab from the Last Jedi to to do my Christmas message. I mean, it to. says, doesn't it say Emperor right in Luke two? I feel like there's a place you could go with yeah, that. Yeah, I know. I, I you know what? I guess I blew it. it the I Emperor is kind of like the supreme leader, Ronnie. Pipe, I'm just not being relatable enough. I'm not being relatable enough to the congregation. I'm really not – I'm not dealing with them with where they're at, which is just spending three hours at a time watching Last Jedi. And what about that? What about dudes that have seen it like three and four times? It's like, dude, that is so much time to invest into and money. That's phenomenal to me. I mean that's that's like $35, $40. Because but dude, even the, t- the time, that was a three-hour production, man. Yes, it was. I was there for it. Um, yes. Okay. I have a couple more sermon illustrations that you could think of, you could have thought about working in. So, you know, like, so it's not too late. No, I mean, so, uh, the, one of the major themes of scripture, especially around the birth of Christ, you look at the, uh, you look, you look at Matthew one and Luke two, you see how God uses lowly and unlikely people. Isn't that the story of Ray? Didn't we learn that in this movie that her parents were nothing? They were just like sand trash collectors who just abandoned just her. Keep talking, some, pipe. I'm typing all this. I mean, in this is it's like is isn't that like that's that's a theme of scripture? How how yeah. somebody can rise from nothing to be used for good, except or used right. by God. I mean, those are like the same. Those are the same storyline. Uh, let's see what else do we have? Um, we have. You know, the, the whole thing of Finn trying to sacrifice himself, but he was trying to do it out of hate rather than out of love so or out of out of care for people. And then you've got the lieutenant what's-her-face who crashes the ship and commits suicide to save everybody. Like that was sacrifice. Wow. The, the other one was self-destruction. Yeah, Laura Dern. She was like the – she was like the – she was like the uh, – yeah, she was like the, the type of Christ, right? So, I mean I, I'm sure we can I, – I could probably keep rolling if you want, but I'll just leave you oh, with those for now. I mean, I feel like I, I feel like I'm good. I feel like I have. I, I feel like you just gave me five sermons, pipe. I, I don't hope, know what to do. I hope I ruined the movie for somebody with those. That's my hope. I hope that they just I sucked the fun out of it because that's what happens when people use this stuff for sermon illustrations. <laughs> I mean, do we give? We, we should almost. I mean, do we need to tell everybody that these are? There's some spoiler alerts in this in this podcast. If if there's like two or three people left in the world that <laughs> haven't it, seen it is yet, it, is it too late to say spoiler alert? I mean, I don't know. You spoiler know, I don't alert. Know. There, we did Spoiler, it. Spoiler, we're talking about the return of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, too bad the too bad the earthy guy couldn't be with us for this riveting conversation. Oh, the earth guy, yeah. The earth guy. Right. The earth guy. Uh, okay. <laughs> Going to refer to him as that from now yes, on, the earth, earth guy. guy. That was such a great line by him. I'm not really uh, into space. I'm more of an earth guy. I know. I wish our, wish our audience could have heard him say it the way he said it, too. Yeah. It would have been great. Just imagine it in Ted's voice and very dismissive tone of voice. Yeah, very almost like I can't even finish this line. I'm so bored even talking about it up to this point. Yeah. <laughs> well, I, I don't think this episode deserves a Rachel the Held Evans. So instead, uh, listeners, join us for our regular episodes and you'll get the Rachel the Held Evans there. Thanks for tuning in. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. 
Dedicating time each day to spend feeding our minds and our hearts the truth of God's Word is immensely helpful in our growth as followers of Christ. I'm John Stonge, and each day I host a show called Daily Devotions with Pastor John. On the show, I spend just a few minutes taking an applicational look at one or two verses of Scripture before coming to the Lord in prayer. If you'd like to make a habit of spending more time meditating on the truth of God's Word, You can listen to Daily Devotions with Pastor John at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcasting app.